So if you have your Bible, turn with me to Philippians chapter 4. Philippians 4, over the last few Sundays, we've been learning how to learn and learning how to learn contentment from the example of the Apostle Paul. And the contentment we find here in Philippians 4 in the life of Paul, in the example of him and actually his words, which God inspired and moved him to write, is the kind of contentment that God desires to see growing in each and every one of his children. That God wants us ultimately to be content in Christ, to find our ultimate fulfillment through Christ. So let's review briefly for a moment here. Back in verse 10, we saw that the believer who is learning to be content will be learning to rejoice. Rejoice in and rest in the Lord. And we learned there that foundational to learning to rejoice in and rest in the Lord is learning to have confidence in His complete power, confidence in God's complete sovereignty, confidence that God is in control. And oh, how often we need to be reminded of this. In verse 11, we saw that the believer in Jesus who is learning to be content will be learning to be completely satisfied with God's provision. You have a heavenly Father who will supply your true needs according to His riches in glory. And to learn to be content, you've got to learn to be satisfied with God's provision. And then in verse 12, we looked at... In fact, this was last week, we saw that the believer who is learning to be content, learning to find their contentment ultimately in Christ, will be learning to live above their circumstances, not not unaffected by their circumstances. That's not what uh, we were touching on, but learning to live above those circumstances. And here's what uh, we mean. If you are a believer in Jesus, you must learn to rest completely in God That's why why it's so important to know that He is sovereign, He is in control, learning to be satisfied with His provision. And when you do, you learn to live above your circumstances, which means whether you're dealing with troubles, struggles, difficulties, or whether you're in the midst of a triumph of life, a, a celebratory time of life, either way, you're learning to trust in God at all times with your contentment not controlled by your circumstances. Your contentment should be controlled by your confidence in God's sufficiency to provide for your needs and to to know what you need most in the moment that you're in. Now that review of where we've been is important. As this morning we come to a verse that is one of the most taken out of context verses in the Bible. Maybe you've seen this before. I can think of a couple of uh, football players who are stars in the football world, whether they be professional football players or college football players. And, and for a time, they would put on their... You ever see a football player with this eye black under his eyes, and they would put this tape under there that's black, and they would write a scripture reference on there. And we believers would go, wow, that's really cool. But often they were taking that verse out of context for their life. Maybe you've seen an NBA player or two who would write this and the camera shoots the picture of their shoe and they've written this scripture reference on the side of their shoe. 
Unfortunately, many of those well-known athletes quote this verse out of context. But before we point the finger too severely at the athletes, we need to be careful that we aren't doing the same thing. We might be guilty of this too. Maybe you have quoted this verse or taken encouragement from this verse at times, applying it to whatever it is you want to set your heart to. And I want you to be careful with that. What verse am I talking about? Let's look at Philippians 4 and verse 13, where Paul writes this. Look at it in your copy of God's Word as I read from the English Standard Version. Verse 13, I can do all things through Him who strengthens me. Wonderful verse, isn't it? Now do, do this with me. Go back to verse 10. Let's, be, let's read that whole paragraph. Beginning at verse 10, let's put verse 13 in its proper context. Verse 10, I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at length you revived your concern for me. You were indeed concerned for me, but you had no opportunity. Not that I'm speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low. I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need, I can do all things through Him who strengthens me. I can do all things through Him. Who's the Him? Paul is speaking of the Lord Jesus Christ here, as he has been in the text that we've been looking at here in Philippians speaking about the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. In fact, if you have a New King James Version, that's a translation of the Bible that you might have in your hands, you'll notice that it says Christ there. I can do all things through Christ. In fact, we saw this back in verse 7 when Paul says, And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Where is true peace found? The Bible shows us that true peace is found, the peace of God which passes all understanding. The peace of God that comes, when it comes, you sometimes think, where did that come from? And this is when God should get the glory. It's found through faith in Christ. Is your faith in Christ? Have you trusted in the Lord Jesus Christ and in Him alone for the forgiveness of your sins and the salvation of your soul? If you have, then you're on your way to the peace of Christ. You're on your way to contentment in Christ. If you will walk with Christ as Christ lives in you. You see, the Holy Spirit works in you. The Spirit of Christ has been given to you, if you're a believer in Jesus, to indwell you and to help you with the Word learn contentment and learn to be at peace in whatever situation you find yourself, as we hear Paul talking about his own life. It's in Jesus Christ, by the, by the power of His Word and Spirit, that, strength, that you find the strength to live every day as a believer. Now, I want you to think for a moment, for what purpose does God give us strength? For what purpose does God help us learn contentment? 
What is Paul pointing to here, and specifically verse 13 when it says, I can do all things through Him who strengthens me. What are those all things? (laughs) For what purpose? What is Paul pointing to here? Is God promising to strengthen you for anything you set your mind to? Now, one of the risks we take when we study the Bible like we have through this study in Philippians And I warned you it was going to take a long time because we are often just looking at one verse at a time. But one of the risks we take when we look at one verse at a time is it tempts us to only think about that one verse for whatever it is we're facing in the moment. But we need to learn to keep in mind what we've seen before and what comes after. Otherwise, we might fall to the temptation to take verses out of context. So, What we're hearing here from Paul in verse 13 is that he has learned to be content with little or much. And he has learned to trust completely in God. And he has learned to rest satisfied in God's perfect provision. And he has learned to live above his circumstances. In other words, not being controlled by them. Only because he knows that it is the Lord Jesus Christ who has given him strength. It is not his own strength for all of this. Now what we will find as we consider verse 13 today is that to learn contentment, you need to rely on the strength that Jesus Christ gives you to obey him, to honor him with your life. That's what God is about, giving you strength to take the next step of obedience. Living your life for God's glory. That ought to be our desire. I hope it is your desire. I trust it's your desire to want to live a life that glorifies God. And God's all about enabling you to do that. So what verse 13 is pointing to here is that believers who live to honor God, believers who are giving themselves to God to obey Him, can be confident like Paul can be confident that they will have the strength of Christ to help them honor Him with every area of their life. This can be true of you if you will fix your eyes on Christ, fix your eyes on His Word. And when you're trusting in God and trusting in His power at work in you by the Spirit with the Word, when you're learning to be satisfied with His perfect provision, and when you are learning to live above your circumstances, not being controlled by them, looking to Jesus Christ through it all, you can know contentment because you can know that God will strengthen you in every situation in life as you trust and obey Him. I love that hymn, Trust and Obey, for there's no other way to be The word is happy, but let's put content in there. To be content in Jesus, but to trust and obey. That's what the songwriter is talking about. When you are living for Christ, when you're seeking to honor Him with your obedience, this is hard, isn't it? It sounds easy. for when, When a preacher gets up and talks about obedience, you're sitting there thinking, that sounds easy for you to say. I know obedience is difficult because I'm still human and I'm still dealing with 
the temptations of the flesh. We all are dealing with temptation and sin, aren't we? But when you're living for Christ, when you're seeking to honor Him with your obedience, when you're seeking to do all things for the glory of God, you can be confident like Paul. Like we see his confidence in verse 13. You can be confident that you can be strengthened by Christ when you need His strength most. That brings contentment. When you can live with that kind of confidence, that brings peace and joy that is not not made by you, it's made by God. Now there's an important distinction I want to make here. What we're seeing is that the believer who learns contentment, in case you've missed it already, (laughs) or missing this statement that I've been making already, the believer who learns contentment is also learning to be obedient. You cannot separate the two. You cannot expect to be content. And you cannot expect God to just show up and give you the strength of Christ when you need it most if you're refusing to obey His Word. So you cannot simply quote Philippians 4.13 disconnected from obedience and expect to have God's help to face your difficulties, to face temptation, to face hardship. And this also means that you cannot assume that Philippians 4.13 applies to anything you want to do unless that anything you want to do is based on the truth of God's Word and that anything you want to do is what glorifies God. Think of Paul's life and example that we're seeing here. Whatever Paul faced, whether in prison, whether he was, we know of him that he was shipwrecked, or whether he was being directly opposed for his faith in Christ, being opposed for preaching Christ, or whether he had little at the time, even in those circumstances, when he had more than enough He wanted this. He wanted to be obedient to Christ and he wanted the Lord Jesus Christ to be glorified in all of his living, in all of his life. You can hear him say it in places like Galatians 2 and verse 20 when he says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Can you say that with Paul? When we go back to Philippians, I want you to remember, and I read it in that paragraph between verses 10 through 13, we heard it twice that Paul says he had learned. He had learned. He's not perfect. He needed to learn this too. So we ought to want to be able to say with the imperfect Paul, as imperfect believers this side of heaven, as he says in Galatians 2.20, that we that we've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer longer me. It's no longer my selfishness that's living for today. I want to live for God's glory today. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. It's not me living in my own strength. It's me just trusting God with every day He gives me. We also heard Paul say this back in Philippians in chapter 1, verse 21. For to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. 
That's an eternal perspective. That's an, a perspective that's living above his circumstances. Come what may, I may face hardship and struggle. Philippians 1.21, for me to live is Christ. If I, if I keep living this life and I face hardship and struggle, so be it. I'm going to live above my circumstances with my eyes fixed on Christ. And yes, I may suffer, but I'm going to, li- I'm going to suffer for Christ. And to die, well, that would be glory for me. <laughs> so I want you to note this next. Not only do we need to be careful that we've not disconnected obedience and contentment, we need to understand that contentment follows obedience. God is gracious in this way. He doesn't necessarily give us contentment until we've obeyed. We might say we want to obey. We might have an attitude that says, yes, Lord, thank you for the truth in your word. I want to obey. But if we're not taking steps of obedience, God is gracious in this. He withholds peace. He withholds contentment. He doesn't want you to be content and satisfied and comfortable in your rebellion against his word. Contentment follows obedience. Paul had learned that to be content, he needed to be obedient to Christ. He needed to live a life that pointed to Christ. He had learned that when he was living to make much of Christ, living to honor him and honor him with his obedience, he had the strength of Christ. He had the help of Christ when he needed it most. Now, let's not overlook the fact that you need Christ in you for this to be true. Note this. You need Christ in you. What do I mean by that? I mean that you need to put your trust in Christ. If you've not done that, if you've not surrendered your life to Christ, realizing that you're a sinner in need of a Savior, and that you're going to face the eternal wrath of God, if you don't trust in Christ, you don't have Christ if you've not done that. And so I challenge you and encourage you today, even right where you sit in this moment, you can surrender your life to Christ. Thank God for His Son. Trust in His Son. Thank Him for the forgiveness of your sins. And He will save you and He will give you His Holy Spirit to live in you to help you do what you're hearing me preach about today. So be careful you don't overlook this fact that you need Christ in you for all of these things to be true. Galatians 4.6 tells believers in Jesus that God has sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts. That's believers who have the Spirit of the Son in their hearts. So you can only be strengthened by Christ if you've confessed your sin and believed in the Lord Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. But God wants you to not stop there. He wants you to take steps of obedience. Not steps of obedience so that you earn His favor. You already have His favor in Christ. You cannot earn it. Steps of obedience that flow out of what He has already given you, already saved you from out of a desire to please and glorify Him. 
And the Spirit of Christ, the Holy Spirit, is all about giving you, among other spiritual graces, the strength of Christ when you need it most. When you are tempted to sin. When you are tempted to turn away from the truth of God's Word. When you are tempted to not speak for Christ. So what verse 13 teaches you is not that you can do anything you want and have the strength of Christ, but it's teaching you that God is all about giving you strength to keep living for Him, to keep living every day for His glory, to deal with every temptation as an opportunity to glorify God when you say no to that temptation with God's help. Paul knew the peace of God. And that's the kind of contentment we're seeing here because Christ lived in him by way of the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. Back in verse 9 of Philippians 4, Paul said, What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. Do you get that? Do you hear that? Contentment follows obedience. What you have learned. You've noted these things in me. I've been teaching you these things. What you have received. You've heard them. I've been preaching these things to you. You've received them. What you have heard and seen in me. Obey. Practice these things. And... And a wonderful promise follows, and the God of peace will be with you. The God of contentment will be with you. Paul knew that the God of peace is the one who gives strength to the obedient believer to live a contented life. That is the power of Christ living in you as you obey Him. That is the Holy Spirit living in you as you live obedient, Christ-honoring lives who gives you the strength for faith in the most trying circumstances. How can you know that it is Christ living in you that you need? Well, you can see it throughout Paul's writing in the New Testament. The grace or the strength of Christ was all sufficient for Paul. He says this in 2 Corinthians 12 and verse 9, But he said to me, the Lord... He said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. So Paul says, therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. In effect, Paul is saying, I don't want people to see me. I want them to see Jesus as I persevere with my eyes fixed on Christ. I want them to see that that's what I'm doing. I'm fixing my eyes on Christ. The Lord's grace is sufficient for Paul and is sufficient for you. The Lord's power is made perfect in your weakness, not in your strength. Surrender your weaknesses to the Lord, asking for His help, with your weaknesses so that you might show him as mighty to the watching world. Paul also says it in 1 Timothy 1 and verse 12 that it is Christ who gave him strength. I thank him who has given me strength, Christ Jesus our Lord. So you also need to note this, it is not your strength. It's not your strength. 
It's the Lord's strength at work in you. The Lord Jesus Christ was Paul's strength, and Christ Jesus the Lord is your strength. If you're fixing your eyes on Christ, setting your hope on your Savior, He is your strength. If you're living your life to honor and obey Him, He is your strength. And just as, in spite of Paul's weaknesses, the Lord will show Himself mighty in spite of your weaknesses. And when you learn to trust in the Lord's strength at work in you, when you learn that kind of contentment, the contentment you realize is not your own, that it is God-given, you'll be able to say with Paul in 2 Corinthians 12.10, for the sake of Christ then, I am content with weaknesses. Can you say that? It's hard, isn't it? It's hard to be content with weaknesses. Paul doesn't stop there. I'm content with weaknesses. This is not Paul. This is supernatural work of the Holy Spirit of God with the Word of God in Paul. I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. How is he strong? Because it's Christ at work in him, helping him through it all. Your weakness reminds you that you need the strength of Christ. Have you ever stopped to think that when you are tempted and you realize you are weak in in an area of your life, that that can be a good thing for you to realize that you need God's help. You need to surrender your life every day to be lived for God's glory. You need to surrender your life every day asking for God's help every day. When you see believers, have you ever thought about this? When you've seen believers who are going through deep, dark waters and they're facing, they're facing some great difficulty and they show incredible grace to endure that thing that you think you could never do. Have you ever caught yourself thinking that? I don't know how they're doing that. I could never do that. You need to understand that it was not in their own strength that they did that. That was the Lord at work in them. When God's children go through difficulty and you watch the testimony of their life and you're amazed at how with grace they're dealing with a hardship and difficulty, that's not them. That's God at work in them through the Lord Jesus Christ, through the indwelling presence of the Spirit, with the truth of the Word of God, giving them the peace that passes all understanding, helping them to learn contentment in spite of their circumstances. Because their contentment is not their own. It's the Lord Jesus Christ's power at work in them. It is through the strength of Christ working in God's children when God's grace is obvious. And it comes as they take steps, steps to obey, as they continue to look to God's word, like the word of God preached to their souls, as they go through some difficulty or hardship. It is the strength of Christ working in them that they are able to endure as they take steps to obey him with their lives. And that's just how it was for Paul. Paul's not a super saint. He's no different. 
in the flesh than you or me. And he had to learn to rely on the Lord Jesus Christ as you and I do. And so you can learn from Paul not only that it's only with Christ living in you that you can live by his strength, but you can also learn from Paul that Christ gives you his strength when your strength is gone. Do you ever feel like your strength is gone? How can I do this, Lord? I don't know how to do this. Perfect. Look to the Lord. Look to his word. And what we're learning here from verse 13 is to guard your heart and guard your mind against self-sufficiency. Self-sufficiency is dangerous because it keeps you from relying on Christ. You need to recognize your weaknesses so that you will keep your eyes on the Lord and keep your eyes on His Word and understand that He wants you to glorify Him with your obedience. Take steps to obey Him every day. Contentment can only come when you rely on the all-sufficiency of your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. As He gives you His strength in the face of difficulty, as He gives you strength to resist temptation and say no to sin, when your strength is gone, contentment comes as you obey Him. Where you will struggle is where I've seen people struggle before and I've experienced the struggle myself is where I desperately want to be content and yet I'm running from God. I'm running in the opposite direction of contentment. Where you will struggle is when you want contentment and you think it will come in the absence of obedience and in the absence of difficulties. Real peace, real contentment only comes through the strength of Christ in you when you learn, no matter what your circumstances, to keep trusting in the Savior. Feed your heart and your soul and your mind with the Word of God. Take steps to obey every day what you know God wants you to do because He's made it plain in the pages of your Bible. Keep trusting Him every day, and contentment will come. God will give you His peace because He has so graciously given us Himself, and He will not withhold what we need.